you go to hell. Mm -hmm. All right. Let me ask you something. If the rule you followed brought you to this, of what use was the rule? Hey folks, I'm Pete Troopas, and you're not. For Strong Strength Seminars coming up June 3rd through the 5th is the next seminar up, but that only has a few spots left. So if you're on the fence about coming, get down off the fence, go to your laptop, and sign up, because this one will definitely be sold out. After that, August 12th through the 14th, then October 14th through the 16th. For training camps coming up, we have September 10th in Wichita Falls for a self-sufficient lifter camp covering the squat press and deadlift. After that, at the time of this recording, we have one spot left for our Lift Shoot Fight Camp. That's April 30th to May 1st. That's a two-day camp, also in Wichita Falls. Then we have a bunch of squat and deadlift camps that we've added to the list. Currently with openings May 14th in Boise at Starting Strength Boise. Then June 11th in San Antonio at Starting Strength San Antonio. June 11th in Omaha, Nebraska at Testify. June 11th also in Orlando, Florida at Starting Strength Orlando. And we've added a date to Winston-Salem June 12th for squat and deadlift. Then finally, the Soul Brothers in Seoul, South Korea are holding their four lift camp, squat, press, deadlift, and power clean. That one's gonna be on May 1st. For Starting Strength Gyms news, congratulations to Columbus, Ohio for just opening up. So if you're in that area, make sure you check them out. Next one's up on the list, you're gonna be Tulsa, Oklahoma, then Tampa and Miami in Florida. We are still looking for coaches, so if you're interested in a career change or you're coaching now and you'd like to do this, professionally on the starting strength side then head over to startingstrengthgyms.com check out the coaching tab fill out the form get on a call with Ina so she can give you the rundown and tell you what's the what that's all I have for today folks now I'm going to spend the rest of my day on Twitter posting extremist content for more information on anything that I've talked about head over to startingstrength.com and check out the right hand side of the homepage. from the Asgard Company Studios in beautiful Wichita Falls Texas from the finest mind in the modern fitness industry, the one true voice in the strength and conditioning profession, the most important podcast on the internet. Ladies and gentlemen, starting Strength Radio. Welcome back to Starting Strength Radio. We are fortunate again to have as our guest Fred Ashmore. And we've had Fred on the show a couple of times previously. And uh, Fred, if you'll remember correctly from the first time we had him on, is the man that set the new world record for the cannonball run, the famous uh, timed run between Brooklyn and Los Angeles at, uh, if I remember this correctly, it's 25 hours and 55 minutes. Is that right? That, that that's a hundred percent. Twenty-five fifty-five, from New York to California, and this uh, is in, this is clearly insane, and uh, but at the same time, it's very interesting. So, uh, Fred, thanks for for coming back on with us. Um, I wanted to. Uh, Wanted to get useful today. Last time we were we were we had Fred on. We talked about cars, right? And uh, Fred mentioned that his favorite American car was the Fox Body Mustang. And uh, you know, I I wasn't terribly familiar with that, but I looked those up after we after we got off, and that that, that was a complete departure for the Mustang platform, wasn't it? That, 
They look yeah. like nothing else they've ever made. No, and they still don't today. Yeah. No, it's a, it was ahead of its time, and uh, I guess that's why they had to shut it down. Huh? Well, once you once you make something good, you, you get it to the point of perfection, and then you abandon it and start over. Otherwise, they can't make money off it. Well, so. that's, that's obviously what... That's obviously how most industry operates. And <laughs> Unfortunately for yeah. the consumer, yes. Yeah, it is. So what I wanted to talk to Fred today about was uh, something that uh, a lot of people are going to probably regard as irresponsible. And I welcome that. I enjoy being irresponsible. And uh, what we're gonna what we're gonna talk about today is how to keep from getting a ticket. This is all completely this is all completely hypothetical too. Right. No, this is this is we're not advising anyone to oh. drive ever in excess of the speed limit because Oh, that, just like it says, you know, twenty five, fifty five, keep it in there. That's safe. You know, you're perfectly safe. safe. If you're below fifty five and you're above twenty five, you're you know, that's where you need to be. But, yeah. you know, there are sometimes, for example, if you've got to take uh, your kid to the hospital and you live out in the country and you're 25 miles away from the hospital and the kid's got like arterial bleeding, and, you know, and we're in a hurry, right? So we got to go to the hospital. In a situation like that, I'd say, you know, it's probably okay to exceed the speed limit. But you still don't want to get a ticket because that will slow you down getting the kid to the hospital, right? Or it might get you a police escort. Which might. Good. I mean, you know, if it, if it sounds plausible enough, it in fact might get you a police escort. But I guess really the people we're talking to today are probably not going to merit a police escort uh, to anywhere other than downtown, right? So... Uh, Fred, uh, I mean, there, there are some basic principles here, right? And I think it's probably responsible of us to say the first basic principle for not getting a speeding ticket is don't speed. True. Now, you'd agree with that, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah, pretty straightforward. That's rather straightforward. Just don't speed. But let's say you have to. All right. Let's say you have to speed. Um, for some reason, my white car likes to go 100 miles an hour. And I, you know, I, it really likes to go 80. You know, it, it's comfortable at 80 and everything. And I think, you know, we've all noticed this about, about our, our cars. There's a, there's a speed at which the car likes to go. You've noticed no, that phenomenon. Yeah, it's, it, it, the car sounds comfortable doing this number. And uh, I think my white car likes to go 80. Um, it likes, it's comfortable at 80. And that is about, actually about 74 since a B, it's a BMW. BMW speedometers are the worst speedometers in the industry. <laughs> yeah, if they work. <laughs> if and when they work. If they work. But they, what they do is... They will tell you you're going way faster than you're actually going. And that has something to do with the EU. I don't know what the hell's going on. From what I understand, Ben's, Mercedes, Ben's uh, speedometers do the same thing. 
I don't know about Porsches, but uh, all of those, uh, both both Benz and BMW, s- design their speedometers yep. to tell you you're actually going faster than you are. And I don't know why that's of any use to anyone, but uh, apparently the manufacturer gets fined by the EU if there's a speedometer error that's not in the favor of the uh, the Good cops the you know yeah. that run the that run Europe. So uh, if you've got uh, if you've got eighty miles an hour showing on your BMW speedometer, you're going about seventy five. If you've got a hundred miles an hour showing on your BMW speedometer, you're probably going ninety two. You know. So that has to be false kept in mind, you know. Do what now? I'm false advertising. Yeah. In fact, they can say, I guess they get, to get away with saying their cars are faster than they actually are, don't they? Well, at least their speedometer is. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, that having been said, uh, Fred, tell us your thoughts on not getting a ticket what is the basic thing to remember here i i think probably one of the first and foremost things is we've already covered the you know don't speed if you don't want a ticket uh a lot of it's your driving i mean if you're gonna if you're gonna go out there and, and a lot of times you don't have to be speeding if you're just driving aggressively um you know cutting in and out of traffic weaving um you know, you're, you're probably going to get a ticket in that aspect. If you're if you're you're giving yourself some open roads, some areas, pass them properly. A lot of times the reason people get caught speeding is sometimes it's just their own actions. They get called in. You know, you cut the minivan off with the kids in it. Uh, they call you in and, you know, then the next car calls you in before you know what they're out looking for you. Well, that's um, interesting. How often do you think uh call-ins result in speeding tickets i didn't i never even thought about that everybody's got a cell phone you're right believe it or not i think it's it's more so now than than it's ever been because everybody has a phone we're back when you know you and i were growing up that everybody didn't have a cell phone so it was a matter of you know they'd have to go home to call somebody in right and by then nobody even knows where they are so right I, th- I think it happens more often than not now, and uh, and I think that's that's probably I'm not going to say the leading way to get a ticket, but it's the easiest way to multiply it. Right. Speeding's one thing, but then you start cutting people off, right. and Driving aggressively, and right. Don't that, drive like an asshole. Positive. In other words, yeah, yeah, definitely. Right. And uh, you know we're all guilty of it. We've all we've all done it, and yeah. and uh, whether we got a ticket or not, but that that's probably number one, first, foremost, if you're going to speed, be smooth about it. I mean, and do just get away from people. Don't tailgate, don't ride on people's back bumpers. Don't, don't infuriate the general public around you because a, a simple call in now can result in a ticket really, really quickly. Um, so that, that would probably be number one. Um, number two, a, a way that, that I've kind of curated into my arsenal is always run an app as to where you're going. Um, because a lot of times on that app, it will give you the speed limit that's posted right. or supposedly posted. So if by chance you did get pulled over, you have something, even though maybe you know it's not correct, 
uh, you could say, well, my app says, you know, 70 miles an hour and I haven't seen a speed limit sign in, you know, 10 miles. So I'm going 70. I didn't realize officer dropped down to 50 or, or what have you. So um, running an app is another way to keep yourself out of a speeding ticket. And when I say out of a speeding ticket, some of it's your driving, but others are you've already been pulled over. How do you keep from him opening his ticket book and saying, right. Mr. Ashmore, strap on the chrome bracelet, you're going with me. Um, so an app is one way. You keep your app open, you know, if you're going any place of significance. Obviously, you're not going to put an app on your phone and in the hometown you live in, you know what the speed limit it is. Right. Um, another, another way is uh, if you do get pulled over. Speaking of apps, Fred, do you have a favorite in mind? Something that, that works reliably, that's got good information on it, that's got features that are useful. Waze, Waze works really good, but Waze is only as good as the people that are putting the information into it. Right. So a lot of people want the information from Waze as to where the officers are, but a lot of people don't want to put the information in. So they want the benefit of knowing where the officers are, but they don't want to pass that information on well, to They don't other want people. the responsibility of having to contribute to it. Uh, didn't I under, I just recently heard something about Waze I didn't like. Nick, do you remember something about Waze being owned by Google or? or no. Yes. Is it owned by yes, Google, Google, I believe Google I'm, now overlaps Google with it. Waze. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they do because actually your Google Maps now right. will give you uh, radar guns on your on your uh, trips to show you where there's been tagged officers on your uh, itinerary. So uh, Google, I believe, does own Waze. Um, Waze is a little more in depth. It won't just give you um, where the police officers are. They it may let you know that there's a hazard in the road, um, a car parked on the side of the road. Um, different things along the way going each direction that you know may, may need your attention um, so Waze gives you quite a bit more than Google does they are owned by the same company um, Google on your route will show you where like radars are speed traps uh, but it doesn't Waze will actually call it out it'll say officer in a half mile officer in two miles oh really oh good yeah good That's yeah and uh and when you're coming up on them, there'll actually be a police officer badge in the road or on the side of the road where they may be sitting or where they were spotted last. And, you know, sometimes sometimes they're gone by the time you get there. But it, it's good information to have if you're, you know, speeding relatively consistently across the USA, as some of us do. And uh, <laughs> it, it uh, like I said, sometimes it's up, sometimes it's down. But uh I always recommend if you're going to run the app and you have a co-pilot with you to definitely contribute to it, you know, be part of the part of the, the help along the way, because th there's several ways you can look at it about speeding. Um, when you have an officer on the side of the road or, or servicing somebody, whether it's an accident, whether it's a speeding ticket or whatever, um, you should slow. You need to slow down regardless. But there's laws now that make you have to pull over into other lanes to avoid, you know, these officers think, or it could be a tow truck or anything. Yeah, so, I think most states have got a, a slow down or pull over for emergency vehicles law in yep. place. In Texas, the law says that you have to pull over into the neighboring lane if the lane's available. Like if you've got, got a two lane, 
a four lane road you got to pull over into the other lane or you have to drop down to 20 miles an hour below the posted speed limit at that point correct so yeah. and I, it's probably the same in most jurisdictions so uh and that's that's not a stupid law it really is not no, you know it, it, it's that's a real good idea you just need to be you know we don't want to kill anybody with our bad habit but uh you know you you just need to that you don't want to freak these people out because it especially if they're law enforcement it pisses them off and they have a radio and they can you know they can make things difficult for you oh for sure and, and even we're talking about speeding but even driving at general speed limit all of a sudden congestion happens and people start putting on their brakes. If you're running, you're running that app and it notifies you whether it's a hazard, whether it's an officer on the side of the road, it gives you a heads up so you can start slowing down. Even if you're going the speed limit, you can right. start, you know, getting over to whatever lane you need to be or, you know, driving accordingly to to get around the, the situation, whatever it is at hand. So speeding or not speeding, it's a good app to use. So right. you, well, you and, have those. And, you know, keep in mind that other people may be using that app. Oh, and, definitely. And, and if they're up ahead of you and they're stomping on the brakes, you, you yeah. want to do that earlier rather than later. Correct. Yep. So Couldn't agree more. Yeah. So yeah, definitely ways, ways is, ways is the ways to go, I guess we'd say. Um, and I don't know as to, there's a couple other apps that are, you know, you have one that starts and then you always have one that tries to, you know, come in after them. There's a couple out there now. I I haven't used them. I kind of, I'm kind of an app whore. Once I I find something I like, I I try to stick to it because Mm -hmm. you become familiar with its features and and then all of a sudden they change them. So I kind of stick to stick to what's what's going, what seems to be consistent, the kind of the pioneers behind it. And uh, the the pioneer apps are the ones that usually take over and they they do have the best information. And, you know, regardless of who Mm -hmm. owns them, and fortunately, somebody's got to own it. But yeah. Well, you know, not everything needs to be a public utility. <laughs> I remember uh, the electric situation in Texas back in February of last year. That was a perfect example of a public utility fucking everything up pretty thoroughly for quite a while. In fact, so no, I I don't mind paying for an app. I don't yeah. mind a bit. Yeah, you know, I, if it's good, you know, I've paid for. Uh, a weather app called my radar and that thing is that's amazing there's so yeah. much information on my radar that you know i know pilots that use it uh, yep. you know in the aircraft and uh it's uh it's a hell of a deal it, it really well, that's it's that's one thing that is more an unknown than anything else we deal with on a daily basis is the weather and to be able to actually know or make plans based on real weather because so many areas just get a generic forecast more often than not it's wrong so when you're making plans to do things having a good app that actually does give you accurate weather is very important oh yeah this is i mean if you plan on speeding across country it would be good to know if you're coming up on wet roads and yeah. uh, this particular app uh, not only shows you all of the all of the radar information that's that's collated from God knows how many radar stations, but that somehow they've got the they've got the wind data on there too. 
and that yep. could be very useful. I mean, you've got the oh, whole definitely. the wind pattern for the entire North American continent right there on this this little app on your phone. It's just amazing amount of data. It, it yeah, really oh, no doubt about that. Yep. So, so and that 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 determines your speeding as well. Um, mm-hmm. You know what the weather is. So sure, can, it should anyway. Yes, definitely. So. Um, a couple other things is um, once once you get pulled over because I, I guess it's not speeding until you get caught. Is it? Isn't it? You know. Well, you know that really is true. I mean, you know, if I go home every night and I exceed the speed limit one hundred percent of the way home, uh, you know, I don't do it the whole way because of, we got a feral hog problem here in Wichita County, so I've got to be very careful. But there are places where i'm going a little too fast all the way home but i you know it is it speeding if you don't get caught no i think it's and then and, and another way to think about it is if you do get caught you're paying the driving tax this is True. just a tax this is another yeah. tax they don't care how fast you're going they just use it as a revenue collection mechanism now if you're going 140 miles an hour through a school zone that's another matter entirely but that's not what we're talking about here no. we're talking about no. 80 and a 70. yep you know in general yep and and it gets back to you know kind of what i've said before about people talking about driving across the country at an insane rate of speed and that's why I'm doing it is an intentional speeding, paying attention to what's going on around me. And that's a oh, whole intent of why I'm that driving. Is, that is, is another level of attention that yeah. drivers just do not pay when they are driving yeah. down the highway. You are operating far more than just a dangerous aircraft when you're doing that. And that requires that you're paying far far more attention to what's going on around you than anybody else on that highway that you're going to pass during the process exactly exactly so it's it's much different than the person who's speeding because they're late to work or their boyfriend broke up with them and they're texting on their phone while they're crying while they're going 80 in a in a 25 or what have you it's it's a it's two completely different balls of wax yes they're both speeding but the attention level is is two completely different things right which back to the same thing it's still speeding and nobody ever wants anything bad to happen out of it but until you get caught which is kind of where the whole ticket thing comes in because right. if they don't know you're speeding then you know a ticket never never right. even curates so another thing that that i found that works works well is if you're driving and it seems like everybody's speeding around you and you actually have a semi obligation to drive with traffic and like uh, in Atlanta, right? Yeah. Like in Atlanta, a lot of cities you'll be driving along. It may be a 55 and everybody's going 80. Well, you're more of a hazard. (laughs) It's Atlanta. Yeah. 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 You're more of a hazard going 55 while everybody's going 80 then driving with traffic you know people just don't understand that do they the wrecks on the highway i think probably the majority of accidents road accidents out on the open highway are caused by people going too slow not going too fast and i know there's data on that i i know damn good and well that there is is very good evidence that that 
some guy going 55 in the 75 because if you're not paying real good attention, you're going to be on his ass before you can react to, I mean, if you if you look at him ahead of the road and then you look down for something else to change the radio station or something like that, and then you look back up and you're all of a sudden right there on his ass. Yeah. Him going too slow caused that problem in addition to you not paying better attention. Correct. But most people don't pay that kind of attention because most people are not expecting some jerk off to be going 55 and a 75. Yeah. You know? yeah. And that's, that's the biggest um, problem with le- left lane drivers is that they do, they think because they're going 70 and a 70 that they belong in the left lane. And that's, that's not true because what happens is Everybody that has to get around that person who's traveling at the speed of traffic has to change lanes at whatever speed they're going. And anytime you change lanes at at speed, it creates another opportunity for an accident. So that's why all these people who who may be watching this and you're saying, oh, well, it's a 70 and I'm going 75. You can wait behind me. That's not proper driving etiquette. You, You are supposed to move over because you are creating a situation. And it's, it's not your right to be there. If you're not passing somebody, you are supposed to be over the next lanes. A lot of states have laws against that. So oh, we, Texas has a law against that. You're not yep. – that you drive in the left lane to pass. And people yep. that habitually drive in the left-hand lane are just assholes. And that's just all there is to it. You're, you know, you, yep. you, you like – you prefer driving in the left lane. Well, then if I want to pass you, let's say you're going 75 – in a 75 and you're in a left-hand lane and I'm doing 80 and I'm coming up behind you. I got to yep. right side you to pass you. And you can't see me on the right side because you're sitting on the left. And yep. this is this is what they don't understand about having to right side somebody at speed is a dangerous maneuver. Very much. That's 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 lots and I mean because you can't you got a blind spot. Most cars have a blind spot. And, oh, all of them do. You know, they, to a certain extent, some of them are better than others. But uh, I had hell. I had a, a three different Z cars back in the back in the nineties, and those goddamn things you can't see. Yeah, your your new Z car had a horrible blind spot. You can't oh, see. You can't see behind you and to the right. You just can't. T- yeah. You. It's everything back there is invisible. Yep. But I had a I had a ninety model and a and a ninety five model and they're they're great little cars. But goddamn, you can't see. No. And somebody comes around you on the right side and you'll never know it. You'll never no. know it. No. Not until they they come by your fender and you see and you, now you're in the, the left lane and you're, you know, you're shocked because you know. Right. You shouldn't have been there to start with. So. Right. Yeah. Right. So, you guys driving in the left-hand lane, you know, I don't care what you'd rather do. I'd rather not be in a wreck, okay? And left-hand, left-lane drivers contribute to accidents. Very and, much. And, and it's just it's a stupid-ass idea. Don't do it. All right? There's, there's, there's many, many laws about it. Um, and it is many statistics out there that left lane drivers cause so many crashes because, you know, as we've said, the people coming up on the back of them have to move, merge to the inside to where that person's supposed to be. And this person believes they have 
a right to be there and they don't, they have a privilege of having a driver's license, just like right. they have the privilege of taking it away from me if I'm caught speeding. Right. So um, the, the rightness is to get to the right. And well, the, the, the privilege is, uh, you know, whether you, that argument, you know, I've heard several different interpretations of that, but the, the, the idea that, because your car will fit into the left lane, that's where it ought to be. You have to understand why it's a stupid ass idea. And we've explained this to you now. And those of you that habitually drive in the left-hand lane, don't do that. Learn better. Yep. You know, learn better. There are other people on the goddamn road. And you've got to, you've got to blend in with traffic so that nobody gets killed. Yep. And if you, you know, do a sudden lane shift back into the right lane you don't know who's the back there no you know unless you're careful you, you know the one the one thing i had to figure out and it, it was for a long time because i didn't travel a lot outside of maine and i always thought it was courtesy i didn't realize for the longest time that it's improper to get in line before a merge point because you have the people that will line up for two miles and they'll be in line and the left lane will be wide open or the right lane, depending right. on wherever it merges. You're not supposed to merge until the way sign back says three miles before the merge point. Right. You're supposed to drive to the merge point and zip or merge. You know, for years and years as a, as a you that know, prevents younger traffic guy, jam. I didn't. Right. Yeah. And uh, so a lot of people get mad and they blow their horn. Oh, get in line and wait for everybody else. Well, the problem is, is you're not supposed to be in line to start with. You're supposed to merge and keep the flow of traffic going. Right. But all these people stack up in one line and wait for three miles. And they get mad when the person drives by and then merges, you know, a mile ahead of them because that's the proper way to merge. Right. I mean, and a lot of people don't know that. So, yeah. But, um, it was actually interesting. The last run I did in the Hawaiian Tropic for the 50th anniversary, there was a, a, a truck driver came on and I had my 500-watt uh, Ranger and, and he was calling everybody idiots for driving past them and merging merging ahead. And, and, I, and I said to him, I said, well, maybe if you understood proper merge technique, you wouldn't be in this situation. And he called me everything but a white man and, uh, you know, jumping up and down in his well, thing. He's going to yeah, get out. I mean, you, up. you challenged his, he, after all, is a professional driver for it. <laughs> well, it's, it's so funny. He uh, questioned my ancestry and, and uh, he told me if I didn't like it, I could come over and meet him at the Swift truck. And I said, <laughs> God. I said, I said, no problem at all, buddy. You meet me over at the prime tractor trailer and we'll get, we'll have it out. Well, I wasn't in a prime tractor trailer. I was in a, I was in the Hawaiian tropic driving. So he got up in a fist fight with some guy in a prime tractor trailer. Fred, you asshole. God. Oh, shit. Well, that's, that's fine. Uh, but yeah, I, I, you know, I see professional drivers do stupid things all the time. I'm on the highway quite a bit, and uh, it's uh, it's interesting. Interesting what these people think they have carte blanche to do because they have a CDL. You know. Yeah. Oh, very true. Uh, okay. Very. So let's say let's see any other any other tips for not getting stopped because that's the what happens after you get stopped is another matter entirely. So well, what, what do you do to not get stopped? Blend in, blend in. 
All right. Not, What's your advice? Let's let's do this because this is terribly important. We talked about this the first time. Radar detectors are a damn good idea. Yes, they are. I just assume everybody's got one, and I know they don't. But radar detectors are a damn good idea, even if you don't speed. Radar detectors are a damn good idea because it's always good to know who's watching you. And, uh, you know, I know they beep and stuff, but you get to where you ignore the X-band and the K-band stuff. And what I have found through using radar detectors for about 10 years is that most agencies are running K-band radar right now across across the country, or they're running lasers. Now, there are some jurisdictions that still run K-band, but K-A-band is the, is the most common rate uh, speed detection radar device that you're going to find. And X-band is, I don't know of any agencies using that still. You're, you're going to find that small local yokel little, little town. Um, With a 40-year-old radar. Yep. Yep, something old, outdated. That's that's where you're going to see the X stuff. And and more often than not, if you can set your radar detector up for your driving, say, for instance, if you spend 80% of your time on the interstate, then set it up for an interstate and, you know, filter it out so you're not listening to the K-band going off all the time. Um, and, you know, and, know the the area and, you know, this is important to understand. The K-band is going to go off all the time on, out on the highway yeah. because K-band is the most common lane change detector frequency that is used in new cars correct i mean every buick on the highway right now has got a k-band on it and they if you've got the lane change detector on you're broadcasting from time to time a k-band signal that my radar detector will pick up and i've gotten good at uh ignoring that but i keep the k-band on because here locally, uh, the county yep. still has about half of their cars with actual K-band detectors, yep. uh, K-band radar guns. So uh, there is uh, there's a reason I keep that on. But the vast majority of all of the all the state police agencies and everybody else is using the K-A-band uh, radar right now. And if you if you're set up for that. Then you're gonna you're gonna stay out of trouble because uh, a, any decent radar detector can see a KA band, an unobstructed KA band signal for miles in advance, yes. miles in advance. I was going home one night here in Wichita County, and my radar detector detected a KA band signal eight miles out. Wow, and. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, it, the terrain was just exactly right. It was flat. Yep. Kind of had a dish a little bit in the middle of it. No hills. Perfectly flat. And I picked this guy up, and I'm going, and I'm driving, and I keep driving, and I keep driving, and he's going my rate of speed, and I calculated where he was when I first picked him up, and the goddamn guy was eight miles away from me. Wow, yeah, there, uh, you know, and this is a this is a Belltronics RX sixty five, you know, a, a rather common device. 
Yep. But a good quality device. It's not a nine hundred dollar radar detector, but uh, they've gone up recently. They've got oh, yeah. a lot more money recently for some reason, yep. but uh, I guess the chips or whatever they have in them are, are yep. more expensive now. But uh, I was buying those for $149 for a long, long time. Yep. And, uh, but if you, you know, you need one, you really yeah. do need one. If you're, and, and they give you a lot of good information too. Yeah. Uh, they'll, they'll tell you, you know, like say, for instance, if you, um, if you're coming up behind one, you can kind of figure figure it out by your signal. They have some mm-hmm. now with directional on it. Well, they've had them for a while. Directional, they'll tell you which side of the vehicle they're on or if they're behind you in oh, front of you. I haven't seen one of those. I've just learned how to, you know, you, you learn, you come up on a signal, a low-intensity signal that stays the same strength for two or three miles. Then after doing this a while, you'll figure out you're running with the guy. Yeah. He's either behind you or he's in front of you. Yep. And then the terrain will tell you which of those two he is. Yep. And and you just you'd figure out how to do this. And uh, I haven't ever seen one that 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 figured out the direction for me. Uh, I'd like to. I, that would be handy to have. But the the uh, the ones I've got don't do that. But I, you figure it out. I mean, it's just like yep. learning any other any other. Thing. Oh, definitely. Yep. You know, you don't just put the thing in your car and the first day you know what the hell's going on. Oh, I'll tell you one of the most miserable runs I ever uh, uh, took across the country was I had a co-pilot and he bought a radar detector. And, and part of the, the gig was he was going to find out, uh, he was going to go through it, sort it all out, understand everything and know what it was doing. And he got in the, he got in the vehicle and, and it was in the box. And he hadn't even he set it, it up yet. No, just stuck it to the window. That thing was going off. I got so t- I I took it off. The, I couldn't couldn't listen to it anymore because I was spending my whole time listening to it and it go go off. Yeah, and and you're tuned is, to react when it goes off. You know exactly. I mean, your foot so, just well, you know, ka band goes on. You stomp on the brakes. Yeah, that's that's what you have to learn how to do. Yeah, so we just. Probably, I want to say four or five hours in, I just took the thing off the window and just said, I'm just going to go by the seat of my pants. And if I get caught, I get caught and go from there. So um, it's really important that if somebody gets one, take the time, sit down, read some reviews, understand what you're buying, but don't just understand what you're buying, understand how to filter it appropriately for whatever driving you're going to do in what area. And uh, it'll it'll save you a lot of time, money, and stress. Because That's I don't the, care who you are, when that thing goes off, you're on high alert. So. Right, right. You get a KA band signal. You, you. If you're doing this correctly, your foot reacts before yep. you do. Your foot has to yep. react. Yep. And that's what you learn how to do with a with a detector like this. And I, you know, we both highly recommend that if you're going to play little games like this, then you play them with a radar detector attached to the to the to the windshield terribly important now laser is a different matter entirely um laser is not detectable because it's a very tight beam it's not detectable until the the laser is reading your speed correct and what the what if you see a a cop pulled over on the side of the road and he is 90 degrees to the pavement Yep. It's 90 degrees to the pavement. All of these lasers are handheld. 
because you have to focus, the officer has to focus the device at a reflective surface on the front of the car. Usually the, the, the front tags, if your car has front tags on them. Front tags are going to be below the level of your radar detector on the dashboard, and you may not see the thing. You may not see it Correct. until the guy's behind you pulling your ass over. Uh, most motor cops, most motorcycle cops are using radar or laser, I'm sorry, right now. And you'll notice they're parked in the median and they're handheld and uh, they're set up to stick the gun back in the saddlebags and get on, get on your ass as fast as they can. But if you see a car in the median and he's parked at 90 degrees to the, to the pavement, then that guy is yep. running laser. And yep. he may have your ass before you even know it because by the time your detector picks up a laser alert, he's got you. He's already got you. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. Unless you got laser jammers. <laughs> those even work. Yeah, they do. do they, they do. Yep. I have uh, laser jammers on my car. So now so those the are interesting... installed in the, in the, in the grill. Yeah, uh, mine are mine were actually custom done down on the edge of the. See, there's in order to set them up, there's a triangulation you have to do so that you you basically steal that laser signal, so so it falls within that triangle on the front of your car mm -hmm. in between your sensors. So um, I had two on my Cobra that were down uh, just inside my headlight bezels, and on my on the silver Mustang, same thing. I'd moved them just inside the grill on the edge. So you couldn't see them really. They were black and blended in. Right. But um, believe it or not, they're actually sold as parking sensors. And wow. you reprogram them and reformat them so they pick out laser. So um, so is there some shop that that, that uh, converts them like that for you? Or? Uh, usually it's a download. You have to do it yourself. You, you can do it yourself. There are some shops that specialize in doing it. Um, I don't really think they advertise it a terrible no, much. Cause my not. brother's an electrical whiz, so he knows he knows how to do everything. So um, he downloaded the the software and stuff and reprogrammed it so it actually picked up laser, you know, from from a. So if so. if the officer's running laser and you're jamming the signal, what does he see? So what winds up happening is. People don't understand um, when you're jamming with your laser system with your it's an ALP system what it's called but I'll just, we'll just call it laser jammers so when you're jamming with your laser jammer a lot of people don't understand they think that you just snap this thing on and you take off across the country and drive 100 miles an hour and oh well he lasered me too bad see you later and that's not how it works um, there's more to it than that. So say for instance, I was, had gotten called in, in Omaha, Nebraska, um, back in, in 19. And we were told that they were, they were looking for us and we come out on a long, long stretch. And, uh, like you said, there he was sitting 90 degrees in the median, but he was pointed East, not West. Right. So his car was pointed. So it would pull out eastbound, not westbound. And I saw him way, 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 way ahead of me because it's so flat and long in Nebraska. And I saw him sitting there and I rolled out of it. The car was really loud. And, you know, 
drove with traffic, you know, that five to eight miles an hour over mm-hmm. and, and I uh, was cruising along and I got probably a hundred yards out on him and saw him. Yeah, maybe not that far, but saw him snap his head around and he saw us and I wasn't speeding, so he really couldn't do anything. And I got out on him probably an eighth of a mile and he whacked us with laser. So what winds up happening when they whack you with the laser, you have your jammers on, but you slow down. You usually have a brake light kill switch. You slow down and then you turn your jammers off because if you don't do that, what he sees is he sees a scramble. Uh, they say laser is like one, two, three, and then it gives you a reading. Right. So if he's lasering you and he gets a lock on you, he has like a three count before it gets a signal back. Right. So when you get hit with the laser, an alarm will go off in your car. You slam on the brakes. He can't see your taillights. So you can't see the taillights go out. Some people will say this. Well, what about your nose diving? It all depends on. This is on assuming he's shooting you from the back. The the back or or say at night. At night, you yeah. slam on the brakes. You can see the back of your car illuminate. So so um, you, you turn your brake lights off. So as soon as the alarm goes off, you flip the you you flip the brake light switch and you slam on the brakes. You count count to one, two, as slow as you can get that thing down. And then you turn the laser, the laser jammer off so he can get a reading on you. Right. And so if you if, don't, if he can't then, get a reading on you, then he's going to yeah. assume you're jamming him. Correct. So what does he yep. see when you jammed him? That's my question. Just, so what he, he sees a, a, a scrambled bunch of numbers, won't get a reading back. Right. Um, then he knows something funny is going on. Right. All right. So, so, it, so what they do is they call it. There's two ways to do it. You jam to jam, which is an idiot's guide to getting a ticket or possibly arrested and possibly, depending on what what state, you know, fined or put in jail right. or jamming to interrupt. And guys that cannonball, people who have these systems that use them, use them effecti- effectively, jam to interrupt, which was what I just described. You right. slam on your brake. You shut you, your brake. buys you time to slow down. Exactly. Right. Yep. You're buying you time to slow down. And and usually um, if you're running your Waze app, you're running another detector, um, there's usually kind of a heads up that there's somebody in the area, you know, like somebody spotted that officer and reported it to Waze right. or it's on Google. So you kind of have a heads up anyway. But as cheap insurance, you know, you, you slam on those brakes, get it down as slow as you can, then you turn the laser jammer off. And nine times out of ten, they may get you, you know, five or ten over, but they're not gonna they're not gonna chase you down. They're not right. gonna run you down. Right. Because it's not worth their time. Well, so. no, and mo- in Texas, for example, the statute is ten percent over the posted speed limit. Okay. So if you're going if you're going uh if the speed limit's seventy five, you got to eighty three. Yep you know yep. before they're gonna write you yep and yeah, most and, of them and, want they're looking for 85 or better you know yeah Make the Mo- most everybody this day and age aren't even looking at the 10 to 15 over i mean 15 over you're probably gonna get looking at getting pulled over right but realistically they're looking for the they're looking for the worth their while to do the paperwork type of tickets they're looking for the 25 30 over mm-hmm. you know three digits speeding um that that's the stuff they're looking for i, I drive around pretty regularly and and uh, one of the interviews i did with nbc uh, news is they asked me do i consider myself a 
a super speeder. And I said, no, I, no, because I don't speed everywhere I go. I mean, I drive with traffic. I drive that five, seven miles an hour over. I don't have to drive 100 miles an hour to get my coffee and 100 miles an hour to get home. And um, so, you know, relatively, I, I don't get tickets because I don't speed all the time. Right. Right. And it's using that to my advantage, which which it's it's kind of like, do you want the guy that bats 400 every year or do you want the guy who hits, you know, 40 home runs and strikes out, you know, 80 percent of the time? I mean, which guy do you want on your team? So when it comes to not getting tickets, I find speed in the manner that's most efficient. You know, speed over time. That's that's what makes up the difference. Because right. if you run five, ten over, and and you get where you go pretty much all the time, and you you're not getting pulled over, that's more beneficial than okay. Well, I drive thirty over everywhere. Okay, well, I've got three felony speedings, and now I no longer have a license. Right, right, so, right. So yeah, that's, um, that's pointless. So, so that to me it makes way more sense when, when people talk to me about speeding. Super speeder, you know, I don't I, I've never lost my license. I've never been in jeopardy of losing my license because when I speed, either it's cannonball and it's my full intention is to speed. That's what I'm concentrating on. That's what I'm doing. I have spotters, You're people speeding with me. Carefully. Yes. Uh I I'm not saying it's any more legal. Don't don't let me no, 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 get no. anybody wrong watching this. Uh, it's not any more right. But when I drive on a daily basis, I don't get tickets because I don't speed to the point excessively where I'm getting pulled over all the time. Right. I speed just at that gray area. You speed where like, like I do. Yeah. You speed yeah, just like, like I do. Yeah. And- I, I have a, a friend back home that I had to drive him around because – he didn't just lose his license, but he lost his life to operate in like two or three states. And they they took his license and he was going to go get another social security number to get another license. What a I lunatic. Mean, <laughs> and the thing was, is there was no reason for this person speeding. They had no reason to speed at all, other than the sake that they were on the road and they could hold their foot down, whether it was in a race car <laughs> hauler or just a... You know, Ford Taurus, they just sped to speed everywhere and, and it catches up on you insurance. It oh, catches God. up on you. So, Way so my, biggest, my biggest thing about speeding is um, be diplomatic when you do it. I mean, if you don't want a ticket, be smart about it. I mean, right. if you're going to go 80 miles an hour in a school zone, you're going to get a ticket and you're probably going to go to jail. you need a ticket. Yeah. You, know, you yep. need a ticket. And, and then when you do get a ticket, I mean, even myself – I look back on it and say, hey, you know, I did. How many times did I speed and not get a ticket? Right. You know, right. And uh, that's that's another thing, too. A lot of people, you know, don't want to get pulled over because it creates a nervous situation. But there, there's ways to get out of a ticket like that as right. well. So if you get pulled over, what do you do? Uh, number one, first off, play stupid. And I say play stupid as. Don't assume he pulled you over because you're speeding. You know, don't don't assume that's why he pulled you over. Right. You know, he yeah, because that's admitting to the right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if he, he comes up and you roll down your window and you're like, oh, sorry, yeah, really in a hurry, you know, he's like, oh, so 
you know, you were speeding. So he, you've kind of played your whole hand and laid it on the table and, right. and he hasn't showed you his cards yet. So, you know, number one, you know, when they come up to your window, give them the opportunity to speak first, let them, yes. let them, you know, you, and that tells you a lot about the situation. It can tell you the officer's mood. It can tell you, you know, it, 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 his mood will tell you a lot whether you're going to get right. a ticket or not. Right. And, 40 years um, ago, I would, uh, I was in the habit of getting out of the car and walking back to the cop to save him the trouble of having to get out of the car. But that's 40 years ago. And, you know, times are different now, and they don't yep. want you to do that. No, they don't want you to do that. They what they want you to do is is to sit in the car, put both of your hands on top of the steering wheel, yeah, where, where they can see them when they come up. They want yep. the window rolled down, and they they want you not fidgeting around and not reaching for shit in the front seat of the console. Yep, that's they want you to be still. And don't make them nervous because they've been told yep. that you're going to kill them, right? Yeah. And if you give them the opportunity to actually think that, well, you're just not thinking clearly because this is this is a this is a serious situation. I mean, yep. guys get killed. I saw a, a horrible deal last year. A video was out on the internet of a, a Mexican national getting out of the car. When uh, officer pulled up behind him, got out of the car, walks up to the passenger side window down. The driver gets out of the car, runs around, and executes this fucking guy. What about fifteen rounds of two two three out of an AR? Then he talked to him, just executed his ass, yep. and that's on the back of their mind. You know, oh, yeah. that's, in, that's in the back of their mind and it should be. Yeah. So what I do, and I, now you're going to tell us the same thing is I just sit there and wait on the guy. Yeah. And I, you know, I say, he, he comes up officer, blah, blah. And, uh, Texas department of public safety. I stopped you because I detected your speed in excess of the posted limit. Uh, like to see your driver's license and your proof of insurance. And I'm shutting up. Yep. And yep. then I will tell him, uh, officer, my driver's license and proof of insurance is in my front right pocket. With your permission, I will get those out for you. Yep. And he'll say, go ahead. And then I will hand him, I'll get it out, and I will... I won't make any other moves. I'll get those two pieces of paper out. And then I will also hand him my license to carry. Yep. And I have a license to carry, and a license to carry requires a background check. If you if you present to him your license to carry, he immediately knows that you're one of the good guys because you've had a background check. Yep. And he will uh, always say, Mr. Ripto, do you have your your handgun here in the car with you? And I say, Yes, sir, I do. He'll say, Where is it? And I'll say, uh, It's in. I have one in this bag in the front seat here, and I've got another one in the console. He say, He'll say, That's fine. Just just don't do anything stupid, and everybody's fine. And yep. I'll be right back. 
And, you know, he's going to do what he's going to do at that point. Because he's yep. already made up his mind whether your course of action, whether your speed or your reactions to him have decided to give you a ticket. And okay. uh, and then he's going to do what he's going to do. And don't look, don't, if you don't want a ticket, don't be a prick. Oh, yeah. The guy. Don't argue with the goddamn guy. The guy yep. can write you a ticket. And if you want to argue with him, that's for the courthouse. That's for yep. taking it to trial, but don't do that on the side of the road. Yep. It's pointless. No, it's it's uh, unless unless there's some crazy extenuating circumstance, like like you said, um, you know, the child bleeding out, or you know, something uh, along the lines of he he's actually holding you up for some reason. That they'll understand explanation. Usually they'll assist you. Usually they'll be understanding. Right. Um, it's 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 a, a, a it's a one percent rule is what I call it. You have one percent of a reason to really be speeding. That's that's acceptable to an officer. Ninety percent right. um, of not getting a ticket from the point you pull over is how you treat the officer. You know, and and there's been. Uh, I've been pulled over probably more so than than most people when especially when I was a lot younger. Um, and I've gotten out of a lot of tickets just out of the fact of creating like conversation, you know, uh, talking in general um, and just being, you know, an upbeat person. What's a little different in, in Maine, uh, my home state, is we don't we aren't required to permit to, to carry and uh, concealed carry in your vehicle. And right. so in Texas, we're not either. Yeah. Anymore. So, that, so I, can have, a, I can have a loaded, I can have a loaded concealed anywhere in my car. And most of your, most of your, um, uh, licenses, driver's licenses are tagged with when you come up on their screen, a uh, person has a, um, you know, concealed carry permit, but right. in Maine, they, they don't have that because any person can carry. Um, so our, our situation's a little bit different. And, um, so I carry, and a, a lot of times, what it, what you do is you put your hands on the door, and and you tell the or hands just outside the window, and tell the officer as he approaches. Uh, I do have a firearm in the vehicle. Uh, it's located X, Y, or Z. Um, in Maine, it's got so commonplace that uh, I got pulled over one time on the way back from bird hunting, and I had a uh, loaded nine millimeter with me, and. Um, I told the officer he was walking up, great guy, young guy, and I said I have a I have a loaded loaded gun in the vehicle. Wanted to let you know, and he walked up and didn't even skip a beat. And he says, "Yep, you and everybody else in the state of Maine," and <laughs> he laughed about it. And we yeah. joked, and he pulled me over, you know, for because he didn't think I had a front plate on my car, which is required in Maine, and he realized they did, and we laughed and joked about it. But he stopped and he looked at me and he said, "You know, I appreciate that." He said that was, he goes. I jokingly said everybody, he said, but at the time I wasn't thinking you had a loaded nine millimeter sitting on your dash. And, uh, I told him I just got back from, uh, you know, uh, moose hunting up North bird hunting versus the same week. And it was a sidearm. I carried it. I just took it out cause it was, you know, obstructive sitting in the seat. Mm-hmm. He's like, I appreciate that. So, so a lot of the 1% rule and it moves to 10% is how you conduct yourself, sir. Um, you can tell if they get out of the car and they're having a day, you're getting a ticket. They don't care. Right. But usually usually those days come with you already being an idiot. You're already speeding mm. in a school zone. You're already right. you're going you know, thirty over, you know, something like they can't ignore that. Yeah. You know, they and, just and can't they ignore just, that. They're not gonna listen to it. 
So, and it, that just falls into you have that one percent where, you know, you're either you're either have a real reason for speeding, and he's gonna lightheartedly say, okay, you know, this is your warning, don't speed anymore, have a good day. But other than that, you're getting a ticket because right. it's he, somebody's already pissed in his Cheerios for that day, and he's just had enough of the public um, for for whatever reason. Right. But um, for the most part, uh, when I was a kid, I they had a target on me, and I the most I ever got pulled over was was over thirty times in one month. Wow. And, uh, and only it was my own doing. Days in most months, you know. Yeah. It was it was absurd. It was, it was <laughs> they're just following your ass around, aren't they? Well, that's what it come down to. I'd be driving along at night and just get lit up for no reason. Why are you out so late? And I'm like, and, and, uh, I was a little, um, probably a little sassy back in my day. And, oh, you might you know, have been. mouthy young teenager with a hot yeah. rod driving around town and and just feeling like you know you know above the law type thing, but. It's very interesting because the relationships I, I have now with, you know, officers is so much different. And you gain such a respect for, you know, how much BS those guys have to deal with on a regular basis. And, you know, like you said, they're, they constantly have to be on pins and needles because so many situations that shouldn't be a situation turn into, you know, whether they're sitting there on the side of the road and get run over by somebody who's not paying attention or if they get, you know, assaulted, you know, physically, physically from a belligerent drunk or mm -hmm. just somebody, you know, that they don't know is breaking the law on that vehicle and gets out and wants to shoot at them. So it's it's a high as you mature, you get a different respect for yeah. the officers. And um, the biggest thing, like we go, go back over the checklist, number one, don't speed. Number two, if you're going to speed, be casual. You'll make up your time over tickets and not get them so uh yeah it's just uh it's a it's a really tough thing right. to sit here and try to figure out the best way not to do it well speed carefully speed, yeah, speed respectfully yeah right is that a yeah. is that a misstatement i think that you know if you're going to speed i understand there's reasons to do that you just want to or you need to or whatever whatever the, speed respectfully don't you know run up on somebody's ass don't yep. cut people off. Don't weave in and out of traffic, displaying your acceleration. You know, yeah. don't make people pick up the phone and call you in. Yeah. Just don't do that. Yep. You know, and if 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 you are a belligerent asshole on the highway, don't find it surprising that somebody lights your ass up. Yeah. You know. Oh, definitely. Don't be surprised when that happens. But by yeah. all means, get a radar detector. Get a radar yeah. detector. And if, if all else fails, the guy pulls you over. Just don't put him in a situation where he feels the slightest bit threatened by your presence on the side yeah. of the road. Yep. Oh, definitely. Yes. Uh, I can tell you a, a great story, and this, this rings true to uh, – you know what we were saying is you know keep your mouth shut um i had uh taking a taken and driven a vehicle to uh portland maine from uh, my hometown in hancock and i was dropping two guys off to uh catch a plane out of town and my girlfriend at the time her and i drove this old cadillac down there and dropped them off and we were headed home i was driving along it was a beautiful summer day and I want to say it was like an 84 or five Cadillac Seville. 
we're driving along and people are the the car really didn't go much over the speed limit it only went maybe five ten over i had the, the cruise was working on it i'm having a good day ac's working and all of a sudden i started noticing this trooper following me pacing me he was back and i'm driving along and i'm looking in the mirror and i'm like geez what's going on with this guy well i'm coming he's pacing me at, at you know at an angle and i'm like what is going on so I'm coming up on a tractor trailer in my lane that's going slower than the speed limit and like five, 10 miles an hour right. slower. And, and this guy's put you in a position where you can't pull over. Yeah. So I, so I, I finally, I'm, I'm starting to start to slow down and my girlfriend says, I need to go to the bathroom. Well, there was an exit right there. I said, well, all right. So I put the blinker on. Meanwhile, this cop has, this officer has probably 30 cars stacked up behind him because nobody's going to pass him. Right, right. And, um, so I get off the interstate and immediately get lit up, lit up. And uh, she's like, what did you do? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm not speeding. I'm just driving along. And uh, he comes up, guns drawn. And then another car comes. <laughs> and another car comes. And another car comes. Oh, you looked like and, somebody else, didn't you? And he says, license, registration, proof of insurance. And I said, it's uh, not my car. It's a friend's car. Um, it was the guys who, who I drove to the airport and I said, I believe it's in the glove box and it had out of state tags on the car. So my girlfriend started going through and I said, can I ask you why you pulled me over? And he says, no, you can't. doesn't matter. And another cop car pulls up, Alpaca car pulls in front so of me. Got like six now. Yeah. And there's, and we're on an off ramp and it's stacking up and there's officers out with guns, dogs and everything. And we were joking on the way this, uh, my girlfriend said the car's probably full of drugs and, uh, come to find out the people driving by who I thought were admiring the car called me in as looking like a guy who broke out of jail in Pennsylvania. <laughs> so here I am on the side of the road with guns drawn on me and they take all my information. They go, where are you heading? Well, me, I'm heading home. Well, the car's got California plates on it. Well, it, it doesn't really automatically in the officer's right. mind. This guy says he's headed home. He's going to Maine and his car's from California. So stuff didn't add up for him. And I didn't know what was going on. And um, he goes, stay right where you are. Do not move. I'll be right back. And he came back and I said, he hands me his stuff. And all of a sudden, everybody hops in the car, starts driving off. And I said, well, what, officer, you know, can, what's going on? He said, you match the description of somebody you're looking for. We're looking for and i'm like who i was like who who are you looking for and then he told me he said the the prisoner that broke out of the pennsylvania prison has been you know thought to be in southern maine and people thought you match a description of him and uh you're all clear to go everything apologize for the inconvenience nice enough guy so that's one of those instances where i could have found myself on the wrong end of a gun you know not even knowing the situation right. so the fact that I actually shut up and listened to what the guy had to say and followed his order because he didn't know what he was walking up on. I no. mean, what if I was the guy? What if what if right. there was a gun in the car or something? So that, that's probably the, the best advice to, to stay out of a situation, not just a ticket, but any situation is you don't know why they pulled you over. Don't offer anything that you don't know to be fact. Shut up and listen to what they have to say because – and especially like in that, for instance, it could save your life. Well, even if you don't want to, that's what you need to do. 
Even yes. if you're normally a combative asshole, yep. it, it, you're not, it's not going to go well no. in a situation like that. They have all of the cards and you don't have shit, you know. No. All you've got is shutting up, sit down, wait the situation out and see what happens. Yep. But, but don't bow up. Yeah. You know, this is the thing that gets people, you know, we hear all of this, we hear all of this, uh, stuff about police and, and, uh, and their interactions with, uh, young black men, young black men are real bad about not shutting the fuck up. Yeah. And, they're real bad about misbehaving in a situation where misbehavior can cost you very, very dearly. Now, somebody comes up on me and and is a belligerent asshole to me. I'm just going to sit there and take it. Yeah. It doesn't happen very often. It's happened several times. But what are you going to do? You know, it, it, you're in a losing battle. No you're matter in a how losing you situation. You've got they've got the cards and you don't have shit. So you need to sit down and shut up. But for some reason, a lot of people just are not inclined to just eat it. Yeah. Deal yeah. with it later, but don't get shot. Don't get yeah. killed. You know, yeah. a law enforcement contact for a law-abiding citizen is perhaps one of the most dangerous situations you will be in. Because of the cumulative effects of all of this other shit we're talking about here. Yep. Law enforcement contact with a the guy is an armed individual, and he has the legal authority to kill you. Yep. Now, you may not get away with it, but you're dead. So don't ass off to these people. I know you want to, but don't do it. Don't and, ass and off to them. It's, it's interesting you're saying that. Um I think Chris Rock probably did the best spoof ever. And it's a spoof about, it's jokingly about, well, young oh, I remember that. Just, Shut there's just the as fuck many. Up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, and, I remember uh, you know, that. he laughs that's about it. Real good advice. Yeah. Yeah. That's really what the whole thing comes down to is, is, you know, and, it, and there's just as many, you know, young, cocky, mouthy guys, you know, like I was growing up. That would sit there and jabber and jaw with them, but in realist, needed to shut the fuck up because if I wanted to leave with my license or leave with my vehicle and not leave with them, you know, I needed to learn to shut up and listen and maybe say, hey, you know, maybe the reason they're pulling you over thirty times in the month isn't because of them. Maybe it's because of me. And yeah, you know, after possibility. I, yeah. So. I mean, there's a common denominator here, and it's me. So I, I'm the one who needs to change my technique and what I'm doing. And, you know, that's the same like Chris Rock said. You know, you guys don't want to get shot. You guys don't want to You don't want to bow up and, and shoot your mouth off, but you don't want the consequences that go with it. You know, play stupid games, get stupid rewards. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's, that's really what it comes down to. You know, shut up, listen to what they have to say, and, and mind your own business. You know, if, don't – don't create a situation that's not present. Don't create a situation that doesn't need to be created because it's Correct. not going to go your way. No. Just no. won't go your way. Yep. You know? So uh, just a summary 
don't speed. If you do speed, do it carefully and respectfully. Run a radar detector so you know who's watching you. Learn how to use it. If you get stopped, don't be an asshole. Just do what they want you to do. Do not place the officer that's pulled you over in a situation where he feels even the slightest bit nervous. Especially if you are a large man and the officer is a small woman. Do not place the officer in a situation where the slightest bit of discomfort can be interpreted out of your actions. Don't do it. It will not go well. All right? A lot of times you'll get out of a ticket by just not being a fucking asshole. Okay? Yep. Uh, I think that's about all. You got anything the, the other, the other two I, The other two I'd put with it is the 1% rule. 1% of the, of the time... Uh, you know, speeding is, is not the, not the problem. The issue is getting to where you have to go life or death situation. Right. And, you know, and, and run an app, run, run your app right. because it'll make you a better driver right. because of the things it'll show you on the road that right. you don't necessarily it'll know. Make you there. more aware of what's going on around you. Yep. Right. Definitely. Yep. Right. And that's one of the functions of the radar detector too. You know, I, I, I can't, I can't emphasize this enough. The more information you have about what's happening on the highway, the less trouble you're going to have, whether you're speeding or not. Yep. Okay. You know, I running a radar uh, detector does not necessarily mean you're speeding. Now in Virginia, apparently, you know, yeah, that's a yep. horrible place to be. I, I don't imagine living in Virginia. Uh, but, uh, other than that, uh, run a radar detector, and I think you'll you'll see the benefits almost immediately. Fred, oh, thank you for for being with us uh, again. Fred Ashmore has been our guest today, and uh, uh, Fred knows what he's talking about. And uh, I hope that uh, some of what we've said today can sink in through your thick skulls, and uh, maybe keep you and everybody else a little safer on the highway all right thanks fred appreciate it man no problem at all stay out of the left lane okay yeah (laughs) (laughs) and thank you for joining us on starting strength radio see you next time